Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that Chasing Health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or life topics in general, we've got you covered. All right, let's not waste any more time and dive right into the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. Really excited for a good episode today, so we can talk about all the ways that if you're somebody who tracks your calories, some little areas that maybe you could possibly improve in, or some like sneaky ways that calories are sneaking into your diet that and you maybe you think you're doing all the right things, but maybe you're still not seeing the results you're looking for. So if that sounds familiar, keep listening because we're going to tell you probably a few things that I'm sure as we go through this list, you're going to be like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. So many of those ahead, but Chris and I are back for another episode to help you guys out. What's up, Chris? What's going on? I'm really excited about this because, I mean, I think the whole nutrition world is overcomplicated. And that's what we want to do is really just clear the clutter out and come to an agreement with all of our listeners that like calories matter. And if we are going to, the only way to lose weight is to be in a caloric deficit. If you have 4,000 calories of broccoli, (laughs) you're going to be in a calorie surplus. I know that's like, sounds extreme, but like, it's true though. (laughs) It's true. Right. Like, so you can't just say like, oh, I eat healthy. Well, if you're eating 4,000 calories of quote unquote, healthy foods, but you're eating in a calorie surplus, you're going to gain body fat. If you want to lose body fat, the only way to do that is to be in a caloric deficit. And in my opinion, if you have not spent time tracking calories, then you're doing yourself a disservice to and just think you're just going to intuitively eat. Like, yeah. If you're intuitively overeating, that's going to be a problem. Well, yeah. And, and most people, I mean, just with just with society nowadays and like just like social norms of like and and the you know American diet you know the standard standard American diet you know that they have nowadays it's just it's a lot of ultra processed highly processed foods that are highly palatable and it makes it very hard to just naturally be able to pick up and never you know never track anything and just pick up intuitive eating because all the foods that taste really 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 good are usually pretty calorie dense as well and so you may be thinking like oh like this one you know, coffee in the mornings with you know, I get from Starbucks, like, you know, like coffee milkshake, basically it's just just a little bit of extra calories here and there, or, you know, or like, you know, the way I you know go out to eat and I'm getting the chicken and broccoli when I go out to eat, but, you know, maybe not the, you know, the soda you have or the maybe it's the loaded mashed potatoes that are just packed full of like five tablespoons of butter, right? Like it's and we'll, and we'll start breaking into more of these, but just all of that to say, like, we have to figure out how to be in a calorie deficit and learn more about calories themselves before we can start intuitively eating. Yeah. And I also want to be sure that our listeners know that this isn't to bring any scarcity or food, like food scarcity around this. Like we're not trying to fear you into anything or like, be like, Oh, those things are bad. No, this is just 100% around awareness that if this goal is important to you, you should probably spend five minutes. It literally takes less than five minutes a day to track your calories. Like once you get it down, um, the biggest thing I hear is like, oh, that's just, that's awful. I'm not tracking my calories. That's way too much work. Like, it literally takes three minutes, if that, a day to track yeah. these kind of things. And if your goal is important, you'll spend three minutes do- building this awareness. Yeah. And, and I will say like, it is a learning curve. So if somebody is like brand new and has never tracked anything, 
yes, it's going to take longer than three minutes. But Chris is right though. Like once you start getting that habit down and like the apps nowadays, like they, you know, especially like my fitness pal, what we use and our clients use is like, you know, it remembers all the things that you're logging. So it makes it even quicker. So like you can basically open it up and it's like, Hey, do you want to log what you had for breakfast yesterday? Yes. All right. Let me make one or two little adjustments that I had differently for this meal. So it makes it so much easier and it can take you no time. Absolutely. Um, what do we got though? What's on the list of things that most people are probably um, not tracking a hundred percent accurately? So number one are the, I really want to talk about the really calorie dense foods and you may be tracking these things, but if you're not weighing them out, if you're not actually looking at how much you a serving is, you could be easily going over your calories with these foods because just a very little bit adds up a lot. So like, what's one of the first foods that pops into your head when I say that, Chris? For me, peanut butter. <laughs> yes. Definitely. I just had apples and peanut butter the other day. And literally, when I, di- even sometimes, I'm, I live alone, so no one else is eating out of this peanut butter <laughs> jar, just so you know. Sometimes I'll dip the apple right in the jar. And yeah. um, so I know sometimes it's like, I don't even know. Some Half the time, I'm just dipping the apple in, probably consuming an extra two, 300 calories that I, you know, probably shouldn't be. Yeah. And again, it's just one of those things that's so easy. I mean, you think about grabbing a knife to make some like, you know, peanut butter toast or something like that and just eat or peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like slathering that on. And next thing you know, that's like a tablespoon per slice or maybe even two per slice, depending on how much you put on there. And so you have to just be really mindful of that. And same thing with like olive oil. You know, I've been talking to a couple of clients recently and um, actually had a uh, two clients this past week bring up that, you know, they weren't really measuring out their olive oil. And again, it's not to say like that none of these things are bad or anything like that. It's just like if you are just someone who just like tips the bottle up and just, you know, spirals it in the pan a little bit and a little drizzle, well, that <laughs> drizzle could actually be more like two, three tablespoons and you may not even realize it. And, and, and until you actually weigh that out and look at what that actually is or measure it out, you would be shocked to realize how many calories that probably is because one tablespoon of oil, 120 calories. Two tablespoons of peanut butter, 180 calories. So yeah, it, I'm it, mind blown by that. I know it just adds up really quick. And the same thing with like condiments and dressings. Like, you know, there are some great condiments that I, you know, I love to use like um, mustard, zero calorie, you know, like I love using like a lot of like the zero sugar barbecue sauces that like G Hughes or even sweet, sweet baby Ray's has their own um, zero sugar. Now that's really good. Actually, um, they're low in calorie. But when we look at like some of the full calorie stuff, like look at like um, ranch dressing. For example, how many times you go out to eat and they bring your salad and it's just like swimming and dressing basically, (laughs) because again, they don't care about, you know, your calories or whatnot. They're like, Hey, this is going to taste really darn good when they eat this. Yeah. They're going to come back. They're definitely coming back. (laughs) But you leave there and you're thinking to yourself like, Oh, I did so good tonight. I chose a salad with some chicken on it. Not realizing that like, yeah, you just had 500 calories and just dressing. Um, so there's, and there's a difference between like, like eating for, to be healthy and eating for fat loss, because once again, eating for fat loss, you have to be in a caloric deficit. We can Mm -hmm. eat healthy all we want and choose these options. But if it's still putting us into a calorie surplus, we're not getting us closer to that goal. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of takes us into the next one was eating out piece, you know, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, Chris, you actually just put up a post on your story 
or not a story on your on your Facebook and inside the group a little bit ago about how many times people eat out. And what's been like the general consensus that you've seen so far, roughly? Um, let me run the numbers. Uh, no, I, it's roughly like from what I've seen, it's averaging right around two to three times a week. People are eating out, you know, in that range, which is like that. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm not t- telling you, you know, that you yeah. like shouldn't spend your money on those kind of things or anything like that. But it's going to make if you have a fat loss goal and you're eating out two to three times a week, you are it's going to make fat loss nearly impossible. I have never seen somebody like be constantly, consistently losing weight and seeing progress eating out two to three times a week. I've just never seen it. And a lot of it might be like you're still in a deficit at the end of the week, but you're just constantly fighting inflammation because 95% of the food, and I just make up that number, is like a lot of the foods there, we'll just say, are processed. And your body Mm -hmm. just doesn't agree with it. So it causes a lot of inflammation. We've all been there. You've weighed yourself after a night out of eating pizza and wings, and it's like four pounds up. You didn't eat, you know, 12,000 calories over your maintenance (laughs) or whatever that would be. Like, it's literally just inflammation from, you know, from the foods. So that's why fat loss is really difficult if you're going to be eating out two to three times per week. Well, and not just that, but also like you really don't know what all they're putting into it. Like, I mean, like thankfully nowadays, I will say it's a little bit easier to go out to eat and like be mindful of calories and such, because a lot of the menus and such now have their calories on the menu. But a lot of times if somebody's cooking in like the back or something like that, like, you know, Billy Joe Bob in the back who's making your um, your meal and he's throwing like oil on the griddle top, he's just lathering it on and then like the sauces and everything else and like he's not measuring anything out probably more than likely. So, you know, it's probably not going to be as concise or or, excuse me, consistent as to something you're preparing at home. And so easily there again, could be some more calories coming in from just unmeasured stuff that they're doing. Cause again, most places are not making food for your health and weight loss goals. They're making food. So you love it and you come back again. Yeah. When you say that, I just imagine some dude in his overalls pulling olive oil out of his <laughs> overall front pocket. And <laughs> oh, oh, man. Um, so number three, we got guesstimating versus a food scale, in which, you know, we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but I think that's another big, big one. And I've talked to some clients and like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to like weigh out things and I, or, you know, and I get it. It seems like another thing. Right. And I know some people like we talk about making weight loss simple and things like that inside of our program. But like some of those things, like it's really not that complicated. If you just set the food scale beside the oven when you're getting ready to pull, pull something out of it, like one of my favorite things to do when I'm cooking is I put the container or whatever it is on the food scale, zero the scale out, and then I'll scoop whatever it is out of it or, you know, grab a handful of whatever it is like and put it into the skillet or whatever I'm cooking. And then it shows you a negative number. That's exactly what you log right there. Make it super easy on yourself because until you've actually weighed something out, you probably really don't realize what it actually is. Your your eyes may be lying to you. <laughs> yeah, and all you have to do is do it for maybe six to eight weeks to build awareness around it. Yes. It's not saying you, you might really get really good at this to a point where, you know what, six to eight weeks in, you don't need the scale. You can ditch the scale on some of those common things that you've been weighing because you can look at it and be like, yep. This is roughly four ounces or five ounces. Like you'll get really good at it over time and it's not forever, but you have to build that awareness. 
Yeah. And, and guys, like we're, we would never tell you to like take your food skill out to eat or take it to a friend's house or show up. Please don't show up to Thanksgiving dinner next week with the food scale, like <laughs> leave all that stuff at home. Um, but I would really encourage you to gain that awareness. Like Chris said, that way you can go do all those things. And like, if you go out to eat, you actually know what a four ounce chicken breast looks like, or a six ounce chicken breast looks like, like you're going to have a general idea. Most people, when they look at those things, probably are not going to guess correctly. And so you should have some sort of idea and weigh not your food at home when, when it's a controlled environment and you have the time, that's when it's going to really help you be able to understand that better out when you're eating out in other places. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, going back a little bit, they say that whatever, like if you do go out and the menu does say it's like, well, Applebee's, I just was there the other day. Um, thank you for my free veterans meal, by the way. Um, <laughs> it was like 1300 calories for a burger and fries or 11 something maybe. And they say to add an additional like two to 300 calories on top of that, um, just because of the way they are cooking it. So it's a good rule of thumb for you guys. If you're out there and you want to be consistent, uh, pretty uh, roughly around what, what your calories are going to be, add another two to 300. You're looking at like 13, 1400 calories right there, which for some clients, that's your deficit calories, by the way. Yeah. Exactly. And this, this just goes back to show guys, like, again, as I mentioned in the beginning, if you feel like you are in a deficit, but you are not seeing the scale move at all. Now, yes, there are other forms of progress. I'm not going to go really down that rabbit hole right now. That's a whole different podcast. But if the scale has not been moving for two, three, four, five, six weeks, something's not right there. We're not in a deficit. So we have to figure out where those calories are going. And now maybe that means like if, if you're still learning to get more accurate with your tracking, Maybe that means we drop calories a little bit more knowing like, hey, like if you're shooting for 1400 calories, you're probably eating closer to like maybe 16 or 17 with just out without even knowing it. So just realize that tracking is not meant to be 100% perfect all the time. It's just a tool that you use to gain more awareness. And sometimes you have to like finagle it a little bit to figure it out how to make it work. So um, Chris, what about mindless snacking? That's a big one. Um, I think we've all probably been there where it's, you just walk by, you grab whatever, a handful of pretzels and you just go sit down and maybe a few hours later, you just go into the fridge and you, you grab some carrots or whatever that, that is for you that you're just mindlessly grabbing. Um, and then you just, well, I didn't track that. Like it's carrots, big, big deal. Right. Or it's just Mm -hmm. a couple pretzels. And the thing is, is you might in the moment, you might say, yeah, if you're only doing that one time and you're grabbing three, four carrots, but like when you combine it, and this is what I did last night on my live, uh, two nights ago on my Facebook live was, you know, maybe it is an extra hundred calories in peanut butter that you miscalculated or another 200 in salad dressing that you miscalculated and the olive oil. Okay. Well now we're getting up to the four to 500 calories that you miscalculated throughout the day, right? Like this stuff just adds up. Um, and then, you know, we have like the kids off the plate. I won't go down that hole yet, but we are going to get to that. Um, like eating your kids food off their plate. Like maybe you had a spoonful off of their plate. There's another like hundred, 120 calories in macaroni or a chicken nugget that you stole from your kid. So like the point is, is like all this mindless snacking that you do throughout the day, or maybe it's, um, a handful of jelly beans off Jan's desk at work. Like. <laughs> It all adds up. Yep. Yep. And I, I always love the little saying of like, you know, you don't have to count all the calories, but all the calories count. So <laughs> re- regardless of, you know, whether you're tracking them or not, they are still counting towards your day. And 
that mindless snacking can really get you. And that's where it's like setting up your environment for success is huge. Like don't have just the random shit around your house. Like put it up out of sight, out of mind. Like if you have the pan of brownies sitting on the counter, you're probably going to want to grab one every once in a while. If you have, uh, you know, the jar of candy sitting on your desk at work, you're probably going to want to grab one every once in a while. If you're, you know, you have all the snacks sitting off your kids on the counter, just all for everyone to see and grab throughout the day. You're probably going to grab one of those little snack size things of pretzels or crackers or something like that. So like, again, like set up your environment so you're not constantly being exposed and tested basically all the time. Because we all know like willpower is not unlimited. So the more times you're exposing yourself to it, the more times you're testing yourself. And so just make it easier for yourself. Like just get those out of sight. I'm very thankful that, you know, I can't have ice cream just sitting on my counter. So I, I would, every time I walk by, I take like a spoonful of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and you already mentioned a little bit about number five, like the kids plate stuff. Like that's definitely one that's a, a, a big one for a lot of parents. And, and you know, it, it, it just again, none of this really is that many calories. Like, let's be let's be honest. Like if you if you're eating your kids crust and that was the only thing you had extra that day. Like not that many calories, but it's the kids crust and it's that chicken nugget or two. Then, oh, they, you know, like you make the big pot of macaroni and cheese for them for dinner. And, you know, I, I don't know if you saw one of our friends, Cam, just made a, um, a really funny reel of like, you know, basically saying like after you make a kid's macaroni, you, you know, take a big bite of it <laughs> with the big wooden spoon before you serve it to the kids. Right. Like. There's all these little things that, it, again, it's not the individual things that are going to make that big of a difference. But if you add up those four, five, six things that you're deciding to like grabbing here and there throughout their day, it could, you know, like the kids eating the little pack of fruit snacks and then they leave like three in the package like, mommy, I'm done. And you're like, well, I'm not going to eat these. I'm just going to eat these three gummies. Like, again, not much, but it all adds up. Yes. Um, what about liquid calories? It's number six. What do you got there? Oh, we got to touch base on liquid calories. Uh, I think a great example of this is I was actually working with a client uh, uh, through this and I was like, you know, okay, well, we're at your maintenance. Like, I don't understand like what, why we're not seeing or why we're actually increasing body fat right now. The scale's going up. And he's like, well, I haven't told you about the couple Sam Adams that I'm eating or drinking as well. Right. And it's like, well, Sam Adams, it's kind of like a darker beer. There's like four to 500 calories in that. So if you are eating at your body's maintenance, but you're also going out and enjoying five, six beers on the weekends that you're really not accounting for, and you're like, well, I'm eating really healthy during the week, but you're also throwing in four, six beers on the weekend, it's going to add up. It, it is going to be very difficult for you to see progress. And once again, we're not the party poopers. We're not saying you can't go out <laughs> and not have a few drinks, but you need to account for them. Um, actually one way that I do things with some clients is like, okay, well, how many drinks do you have a week? And if they're like, yep, I have, uh, three white claws, right? Let's do it. Make this easy. Okay. Well, three white claws, that's 300 calories a week. I just take that off of their weekly total, mm -hmm. divide it back up by seven. And then they have their actual food calories. They don't even need to track the alcohol. It's already calculated in. Yep. That, that is a really good trick to use. Yeah. And it's, Again, it also goes back to like, again, like priorities. That's that I have that talk a lot with. I've, I've had a couple of clients I've talked to that about. It's like, like you can have the alcohol. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's just, it's going to make it a little bit more challenging. Um, especially if you're trying to lose body fat right now. Like if that's your main goal, 
then we need to look at the and look at like how can we scale that back a little bit can we make some of those swaps to like maybe some lighter options like you said like the white claws or something like that or can we you know maybe cut back to how many days a week we are or you know can we you know even like i've had some clients where when they like to go out and have drinks with friends it's like all right for every drink you have you have to order a water and then before you get your next drink like just find ways to like space it out or just don't drink and i and i and i know that sounds like you know oh it's easy to say and and i get that but sometimes like that social pressure like if you start putting up pushing against that a little bit you're going to feel realize how much amazing you how amazing you feel waking up not hungover not feeling like that drag the next day and also like you don't have to even tell people that you're not ordering drinks right like go up to the bartender and just ask him for like a diet coke or something like that like they don't know what's in it ask for diet coke with a lime wedge on it. i've done that before where it's like you know i don't want to drink tonight but i want to look like i have something get that like keep it simple yeah then when as soon as you said like maybe just not drink and everyone said oh there's the fun police Tell them <laughs> i know <laughs> like like i love chase idea like you know get a diet coke and and yeah tell people there's captain morgan in it or something i'll never know the difference <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and then next number or actually before we move on liquid calories i joked about this in the beginning but i do want to make sure i pointed out though those of you who drink your really high calorie starbucks in the morning those add up quick trust me like you go get like a normal like peppermint mocha or something like that we're looking at 300 calories like these things add up really quick now i will say there are a lot of great um the macro baristas one on Instagram and there's one other guy on there. I can't think of his name right now that I think it's a cheat day design, but anyways, those two guys, they've come up with a lot of different recipes and such for making the same drinks you love, but having a lot lower calories. So maybe like your 300 calorie peppermint mocha, they'll teach you how to make it for like 75 calories. And so really great options there. I, I use them all the time for when I'm wanting something special from Starbucks, um, which, you know, it's not good because they're opening one up across from the gym for me now. <laughs> our ta- our little town did not have one. And now we do. It's getting ready to open up anytime. <laughs> so I'll be testing those out. Um, but watch your liquid calories, guys, with with all those things like soda, your coffees with all the stuff in it, alcohol, like those calories will add up really quick. And if you are in a deficit or trying to be in a deficit and you're struggling to stay full, one of the first places to look at are your liquid calories. Eat your calories. I'm a big, big fan of eating your calories. Um, and then next is health foods. And I'm saying health foods like with quotes around it, because think about how many times you hear like organic, gluten free, low fat, low carb. You hear all these terms thrown around like non-GMO or, you know, no artificial dyes or sweeteners or like all the buzzwords they put on all these things. And half of them actually aren't even true. They're not regulated, so they can just put whatever they want on it to make it sound even healthier for you to just dive on in into. And really, they're not that healthy, right? Yeah. Where, where do you see some of those things? Everything comes down to marketing. You know, oh, it's hundred percent. You know, like, how can we attract customers? And that's how they do it. That's how they get you. Um, yeah, I I use the example of like I hear this all the time. Like, oh, I'm getting healthier. I switched from uh, I'm not I'm now eating brown rice. I used to eat white rice. <laughs> uh, you know, it's now I'm no, now eating wheat bread instead of white bread. Like all of these things. That's amazing. But guess what? There's only like a 15 calorie difference 
or sometimes even not even that it's actually the same exact calories um so it's like once again like is the goal to get healthy yes it is but if your goal is to lose weight you also have to be eating in that calorie deficit and a lot of these things that say like oh it's gluten-free and gmo free and like all these things you still have to account for the calories in it you still have to look at the look at the back I, I've even found some that like the calories don't even change very much because mm-hmm. they're putting all these other alternatives yep. into it. So, well, yeah, I mean like a lot of things, like I've noticed like a lot of like low carb things, they put in extra fats or yep. a lot of low fat things. They put in a lot of extra carbs. Like it, it's all the marketing guys. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all the marketing. It's such, such a lot of BS if you ask me, but it, it, it's just, it's unfortunate that, you know, our food industry really pushes that on people to make them think like you're already healthy and like, you know, even even just like other foods that aren't like labeled as healthy that are just still high calorie. I mean, like look at like, you know, like avocados, high nutrition, but they have a lot of healthy fats in them and they can add up really quick. You know, you have a whole avocado, we're going to give it a calories. You know, if we look at like um, granola is another one that I've I've heard, seen clients are like, oh, I have my yogurt and berries in the morning and I put some granola on it. I'm like, how much granola? Like, oh, I put like two or three servings on it. I'm like, okay, so we're looking at like two, three, maybe closer to 400 calories in the morning just for the granola side of things. Um, I've had, um, what's the other one that I was getting ready to say? Um, Oh, I was using this example um, last night when we were, or on Tuesday night when we were talking about the live. Um, One of my favorites is the acai bowls. Um, I've talked to clients about those before. Like they're big smoothie bowls, basically, with fruit, seeds, nut butters, um, all the things like, and don't get me wrong, packed full of nutrients, like amazing food quality. Some of the best food quality you could probably get for a breakfast, but I've seen them like six, seven, 800 calories for one of those bowls. So again, just be mindful, be a smart consumer when you're going out to get those things. Yeah. Even restaurants I, going even to marketing, like they're coming out with keto friendly subway has keto bread now and all this other stuff. It's like, Great, you're packing my keto bread with a bunch of processed meats. <laughs> like, is it really that healthy? Um, mm-hmm. So, just you really have to just be conscious of of that. And it, once again, it goes back down to like, what is your goal? Like, if you want to get healthier, yeah, maybe some of those things can be beneficial to you to make those small changes. If you're at your goal weight right now, yeah, maybe you have a little bit more freedom there. But if your goal is fat loss. You have to look at the calories. You have to be conscious of what you're putting in your body, how much you're putting in your body. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, last one, just to kind of wrap this up, and we've already talked about this a good bit, so I feel like we don't spend a lot of time on this one, but um, the weekends, I feel like is another big one. And a lot of people are like, you know, they track all throughout the week. I'm tracking all week. But then Friday, I've noticed this common trend with a lot of clients sometimes. I'll see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, perfect tracking across the bo- across the board then friday is like a half track day where it's like they started good and then it says like it says like, it'll say like a thousand calories and i'm like all right so that was breakfast and lunch tell me about the evening as you rolled into your weekend and that's when you find out that you know a lot of other things that they ended up having friday beforehand and and again like not that you can't have a good time on the weekends but again those calories are still counting yeah and it, yeah, I love that because, well, one, two, it's Saturday morning, the guilt and the shames kick in. And then it's like that I'll start over on Monday mindset, right? And then you just yep. see the clients that just don't track on Saturday, Sunday because they had a bad Friday night. Um, so removing all of that shame, removing that guilt, just get right back to it on Saturday. Um, and also, I think it's important 
If you're the type where it's like, I don't even want to track this, track it. You might not be as bad as what you thought it was. Yep. And you'll be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I didn't do as bad. And you're in your mind, you're like, well, I just messed up my Friday. Like, might as well mess up Saturday and Sunday. Did you actually mess up Friday? Like, build that awareness around like, and also too, if it's okay to say, you know what, I'm just going to have a night. I'm just taking today off. I'm going to go. I'm not going to think about calories. I'm going to enjoy a couple of drinks. I'm going to enjoy wings and pizza with my buddies, whatever it is. But like, have awareness around what that looks like. So you know, like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have six slices of pizza. Like maybe I, I can eat the pizza and wings, but I need to have two slices of pizza and then 12 wings or, you know, and a couple of beers. Like you, you can see how bad it really is or how it wasn't that bad. Uh, I think just building that awareness as well is important. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys, hopefully I, I'm, I'm really curious if any of these stuck out to you guys. If they are, like, let us know. Um, one, share this to your story. Let us know that you listened to the episode and if it was helpful. And two, once you do, um, let us know on your story which of these stuck out the most. Your, it was like that. I would call them the gut punch. <laughs> yeah. The one that's just like, ooh, I haven't even thought about that. That's where those calories are coming from. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'd love to hear what, every, what everyone says. I call it put your steel toe boots on. Like they're like, oh, he just stepped right on my my boots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, let us know what else you want to hear on the podcast. We're always looking for future topics and episodes, as well as if you know of any, any other guests. I've been thinking about getting some more other guests on the show as well um, and exploring more of that. So if you guys know of any other coaches or people in the health and fitness industry that you think would be a good fit for the show, let us know. We'll see what we can make happen. But we will talk to you guys on the next episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. See you guys. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.